We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to the primetime with Isaac and Souk. I'm Isaac, the cool one. What? <laughs> this is our podcast. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. I don't know. It's yeah. brought to you by Les Schwab, though. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the right thing since 1952. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. Club 1080 on the fan is brought to you by Better You Today. Real weight loss, results, education, accountability, and lifestyle. Embark on your weight loss journey now at betteryoutoday.com. I didn't know hanging out with you was making me smarter. Full disclosure, Morty, it's not. Temporary superintelligence is just a side effect of the mega seeds dissolving in your rectal cavity. Oh, man. Yeah. And once those seeds wear off, you're going to lose most of your motor skills, and you're also going to lose a significant amount of brain functionality for 72 hours, Morty. Starting right about now. At the club, Club 1080. Tickle, tickle, tickle. The hottest spot north of the Well, my, my, my. Never comes out when you want it. Hell no. I love your penis, man. Now that makes my mouth feel good. <laughs> well, he's probably poking uh, Robin Lopez. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, Falconer guys coming on next segment. We're going to learn about falconing. Now, uh, Duke, North Carolina has begun, and boy, I tell you what, the air just came out of Cameron Indoor Stadium because Zion Williamson went down in a heap in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And it looked like he ripped up his knee, but... Looks like he's on the bench and... Yeah, they took him out. His shoe... His shoe... I don't... It was really hard to tell what happened there, but he was limping, but um, I think his shoe split. I mean that. Did you I, notice that? I've seen that happen where you know the sole of a shoe can can blow out. I saw that uh, you know Nike's got that new uh, the the shoe that your phone laces. Have oh, you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. And I guess there's like a uh, an update to the app, and it's screwing up and breaking the shoe. Oh. It's like when you update your iPhone and then it works worse. I guess that's happening now, and people can't use the shoe because the the update's screwing it up. Oh my god. So Zion Williamson is not in the game. And North Carolina's leading four to nothing. And Mike Krzyzewski looks like he's about to throw up. So. <laughs> and again, I asked the question, as far as technology that's cool but we don't really need, do we really need a phone to tie our shoes for us? Is that a... Probably that, not. That oh, big... here we go. Watch. See, oh, his, yeah, shoe, his, shoe, his shoe blew his out. His shoe blew out. And then he, then he started grabbing his... Oh, uh, my gosh. His knee. <laughs> yeah, the bottom of his shoe came off. Not like off his foot. It's separated from the upper part of his uh, sneaker. I can't say I've ever seen that. You haven't seen that before? No. That's happened a couple times. Well, NBA guys, and I mean, well, I'm college, so ex- college too. Yeah, oh. they they cut so hard. I, I saw a thing where Jordan said he had to have a new pair of shoes after every game. 
because the wear and tear on the uh, on the shoe from how hard he cut, he would stretch them out and wear them out. And that was a full-on, uh, he blew that thing out. So I'm guessing Nike, um, can you imagine if he blew out his knee because his, his Nike shoe exploded on him? Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, I don't think this is one of those new... Uh, Super bad. The new self-lacing shoes, but no one wants the... Uh, no one wants... Oh, he's going to the back. He's going to the back? Yeah, he's they're, they're taking him... In, yeah. He's off the bench. Oh, boy. Well, anyway... Um, that's I wonder if that's going to be in the next Nike. Ad. Guess who plays Duke on Saturday? <laughs> no one cares about Syracuse, Mike. Just stating a fact of what game is on Saturday. Did you see? I, okay, so a couple things about this game. One, Barack Obama is there, and that fascinates me that he's front row. Well, he's a North Carolina guy, right? For whatever reason. Well, yeah, and his he had a guy in his on his staff that went to Duke. It was a Duke player. I can't remember his name, but he was sitting beside him. But when Obama. Like that's a that's a, a an expensive ticket. They're saying this is like the second most expensive sports ticket something tells behind me, the Super Bowl. Something tells me Obama can uh, can make that happen. Well, I know he can. Obviously, he did. <laughs> I just wonder how that goes down. Like, I think he calls someone at North Carolina and says, uh, "Hey, uh, the press here. Yeah, I'd like to be front row." And um, right, and but, then that happens. Here's, of course. But here's the thing. So. That is a small arena. Yes. There's not that many seats in there. And so courtside is of a premium Yes. Uh, down there. And I can't imagine for a game like this, that seat was just going to be empty. Like, how does that work? So I do they have answer. to, like, kick I'm, Dan Aykroyd out of there? To, I, because Obama calls. He's like, oh, he's more important than Aykroyd. Kick Aykroyd out there. Find another seat for Aykroyd. I got, a, uh, I got an answer for you. So I got a buddy of mine that used to run arenas. He ran the Bradley Center in Milwaukee for years and years. Not that, uh, you know, Milwaukee is the, the end all, the be all, but he's run arenas for his entire career. And he says that whether it's a music or an, uh, an NBA event or college basketball, whatever, uh, the promoter always holds back a handful of premium seats for just these sorts of things. Now, had Obama called the day before the game? Probably not. But they always hold back a well, handful I, of I, seats specifically for that. I know. But look, let's say it's... So the day before the game, Obama calls. You're saying they're not getting Obama into the game? Probably not in one of those seats um, at that point. Or, you know what, it, they, they may have to go and ask someone um, to, to possibly move. But this happened with, remember, Little Wayne had this? Little Wayne called up the Oklahoma City Thunder, I guess, the day of one of their playoff games. It might have been one of the finals. I think they were playing uh, the Heat in the NBA Finals. And they were like, yeah, we, we, we can't do it. We can get you another one in the arena. And Little Wayne was like, no, I want to be courtside. And they're like, hey, we, we don't have it. I'm sure they can get him a seat, maybe not courtside. But the, the promoters and people that run those always have ways to get important people. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand that. I'm just saying, like, how do they figure out the hierarchy and the timing? Because, um, you know, I'm sure that Obama's not the only important person that no. wanted to come to that game. And I think there's eventually you get up to the guy that runs everything, and I think it's his discretion. I think he's the one that, uh, you know, that's what he gets paid for. Or in the case of like a, a college or, a, you know, you may get the dean or maybe in the franchise, uh, sports franchise, you get the owner that calls him up and says, hey, by the way, I want this to happen. So oh. you make it freaking happen. We already blow through a segment there. We did. It was very sportsy. What the hell? Well, we had a shoe blowing out. You. Zion Williams. You also broke late in the last segment, so. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get to the Jesse Smollett story. 
Yeah, let me get to that. After the uh, the Falcon sex, I'm sure we can we can talk about. Yeah, that. why do you always bring up like I mean, can we just talk about falconry? Do we have to talk about the sex part of it? I want to talk about falcon helmet sex. Are we gonna piss this guy off? Probably, but okay. Well, do, coming up next do it anyways. is a man named Matt. Matt Searing. Matt Searing. He's a falconer. <laughs> we are going to talk falconry. <laughs> Everything you want to know about falconry. Coming up next. Is coming up next on The Fan. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. Sitting on a cloud of judgment, handing down life lessons to all the sinners. Club 1080 on The Fan is brought to you by Better You Today. Real weight loss, results, education, accountability, and lifestyle. Embark on your weight loss journey now at betteryoutoday.com. Double sun power! Let's talk falconry. This subject came up on yesterday's broadcast. And, of course, we knew nothing about it. No. Per usual. It's my first time experiencing any sort of Falcon info on yesterday's program. So we now have on the MVPHomeLoans.com Guild Hotline. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's just, a, it's just a lot. It's a mouthful. Matt Searing of Mike's Falconry, which is a badass name. Uh, I've always thought... You know, Bob's Falconry or Bill's Falconry yeah. might be better, but no, no. Mike's. Hello, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in about 10 minutes how this goes. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now, um, you are a falconer? Yeah, I work for my dad's company. My dad's been a master falconer for over 30 years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Master? Not just a falconer, but a master falconer? I'm going to need a definition of the rankings of falconers. Is this like a taekwondo black belt sort of system? Like sommeliers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could say something like that. It, uh, you start out as an apprentice for a few years, and then you become a general falconer that allows you to have different types of birds, like a Harris hawk to a red tail to a kestrel. And then once you achieve a master falcon, you're able to handle most any birds there is, um, besides, you know, any endangered species or stuff like that. Now, are, okay. you, are you a master falconer? A no, I'm not. I'm uh, 27. I've been working for the company for about four and a half years now. Uh, it takes about 10, 15 years to become a master falconer. And what, what is falconing? <laughs> what, what do you uh, the, do? What, well, falconry is a sport. Uh, falconry is uh, the art of practicing hunting um, game with a trained or trained falconer hawk. Okay, uh, that's the definition of it. Falconry has been around for you know thousands of years. It dates back to the oldest field sport um, there is. So whoa, whoa. Let, let me get this straight. Your dad's got birds that he can like send out to do his evil bidding. Like he can send his falcon to kill things. Um. In a sense, um, my dad, we uh, we More breed Harris hawks. Um, well, no, I mean you, ha- you you know you take your test, you learn all there is about falconry. You get a sponsor. You call my dad. Um, you go out. You trap a red tail or a kestrel. That's what you get for your first bird, red tail or a kestrel. And then once you train your bird, you go out in the field um, and you let them do their natural thing. You know we're not influencing other anything than other than you know, taming them to come back to us when they caught something. Wow. So you can't, like, if, if you've got, like, an enemy, like someone's bullying you in school, <laughs> you can't send, like, Mordecai to, like, claw his eyes out. Um, I haven't heard anything, but, you know, I guess if you practice and you train it, it's possible. Yeah. Now, how do you train it? How do you, 
walk us through those steps. Um, so I've seen my dad do this since I was a little kid in our backyard. We have my dad sells and breeds Harris hawks. Um, you know, you get your bird out and you basically just walk with it. You try to get it up on the fist. It's going to fall off, you know, quite a few times before it actually stands up on you and trusts you. And then you slowly just start taming it. You put it on the perch. You try to coax it to fly to you, you know, a few feet away um, with a little piece of meat. Um, time consuming. You got to really work with your bird. Um, and then slowly after time it gets used to, it comes to you, you reward it. Um, kind of like training the dog, basically, you know, you give them treats for when he obeys you, except, you know, it's a bird of prey coming after you. Right. Now, do you have to like, you put it on a leash? Cause that was my question. How does it not during the early process, just like nuts to you and fly off? No. Yeah. So when you're training your bird, um, a lot of the stuff I do for the business is I make a lot of the personal equipment that you use on your bird. Um, there's anklets and jesses that go on your bird's legs that attaches uh, to a creon line. So you weight your creon line down with about, you know, however many feet you want to go out. And then, uh, you know, you hook it to your birds. And then, you know, if your bird flies off, it's not going to go anywhere because you've got weight in your line. Now, who is there like a falconry czar or like a, a falconry like, 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 like a national board of falconry? Yeah, who, who oversees all of this? Um, fish and game has a lot in that. You got to get your, you know, you still have to get your hunting license, um, through fish and game to go out and be a licensed falconer. Then you have to take your test through the fish and game. So fish and game is big onto it. Um, and then it's called the NAFX is the biggest, um, like form page there is. Um, if you ever want to go learn any information, you type in NAFX. Now these are, these are protected birds though, right? Like you, how do you get the bird? Um, so if you're an apprentice, you just passed your test, uh, you contact my dad. Uh, my, my dad's going to Hood River this weekend because uh, a kid passed his test and he wants to go trap his first bird. Yeah. So they're going to go up to Hood River and, and trap a, a red tail. So you put the traps down. Um, you know, you go basically sit in your car or wherever, you know, hide behind some bushes or whatnot. And you, you wait until a bird comes down and gets caught in our trap. And my dad goes over there and, you know, he gets it out and uh then you start taming a bird but then once you're a general falconer you don't have to go out and trap anymore you could just call us and say hey i want to i want one of your guys' birds can you go ahead and ship me one and we'll go okay you know easy as that now let's get to the real uh meat and potatoes here look this is kitty stuff what's up with the falcon sex hats talk to us oh okay this is what i was getting calls with my buddies yesterday they, uh, and i wasn't really sure because I, I didn't listen yesterday I was just getting blown up uh, when you guys were talking about my dad's sight and stuff. So uh, I didn't know at first until I was talking to my dad, but it's basically a, a head helmet is used for imprinted falcons uh, for artificial insemination for captive bred birds. So in other terms, you, you know, you'd walk into the room with your, your male birds at and you put this helmet on and... And then uh, the male would come down and fly behind your head and, you know, start, yeah. start yes. doing his yes, thing. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm picturing it. Um, yeah, it's not it's not quite as easy as, you know, you know, breeding or getting samples from dogs or, you know, horses or whatever, you know, stuff like that. It's just doing its natural thing as a male would, in the wild or in captivity would go behind up on top of the female Um that's, that's basically right. where that's coming from. Okay, well then l let me ask this question here because I, uh, I I saw a video of it and it was uh, terrifying. 
why does the falconer have to wear the helmet? Because, <laughs> like, I've seen, oh, like, horses that do, like, the artificial insemination. It's like a fake horse. But there's no one in the fake horse outfit. All why, right. <laughs> why oh, wear the helmet? Um, it, it's because the mail um, is imprinted on you. Like, it knows you as, uh-huh. you know, your, your food source. You know, he's imprinted on you. So he knows... You know, when he, I guess he has the opportunity to get that helmet on, get up on top of you and do his thing. He's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, the bird's like, finally put that thing on. So it's, That's a, very, right. it's a very close relationship, <laughs> you're saying, between Master Falconer and the Falcon. Um, I personally, my dad, um, we've never done anything like that. We're, you know, our birds are good to go when they need to get it on and produce eggs. <laughs> so I've never had a heard anyone i'm sure my dad over the all these years has heard something about that because when i mentioned to him he knew exactly what you guys were talking about yeah well he's a master he knows he knows, yeah, he all knows what's up so you just... guys have horny birds <laughs> yeah that's right right okay oh so what do you okay, i mean i'm sure the animal rights people especially being around here um what do you say to what do you say to those people are they are they on your ass um there's a small group i would say um but you know it's you know, falconers aren't doing anything inhumane, you know, or, you know, because the, the average bird in the wild survives less than one year. Wow. Really? Um, and in captivity is up to, you know, my dad's had Harris Hawks birds, you know, 19, 20 years old. Um, and then when we go out hunting, they're doing, getting their food their natural way. You know, we're not doing anything different. They're going out hunting like they would do in the wild to survive. You know, it's just falconry is the sport of hunting with a bird of prey. Yeah. So what do so, they I mean, what do they bring back? Like what kinds of like um, rodents and? Yeah, it depends on what type of bird you have. Uh, Harris hawks, you know, go for, you know, ground squirrels, um, cottontails, jackrabbits. You know, like going over to eastern Oregon, uh, stuff like that. And then little kestrel birds. You know, they go for more of the smaller things, little rats, mice, snakes. Now. Um, no, they've never accidentally brought back like a baby or anything. <laughs> Bring back like a dog. You get like a cat. No, 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 no. The only thing I've ever seen on that is like you know those YouTube videos. I saw a turkey vulture, the golden eagle. They picked up a little kid off the ground on a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I saw um, that. But uh, no, they, for the most part, no. The birds are terrified. I, 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 they're. I'm fascinated by them because they're super badass. But is it kind of intimidating? Like one of these, like these are not small birds, and I feel like they could claw my eyes out. Is it? Kind of like if I just came out there and was like, hey, I'm going to do a day of falconry. Am I going to be really nervous around one of these things? No. I mean, not our birds. I mean, you could come over to our place. You take a bird out. You hold it because um, my dad has them well trained. Uh, you you know, you're supposed to when you hold a bird, you're supposed to hold it up right against your side. So, it, you know, it almost touches you. So that part could be intimidating. But as far as size wise, I mean, they are bigger birds. But uh, the only bird I've been intimidating so far is when we went over to uh, Wyoming last year for an eagle meet. And uh, we got to hunt with golden eagles. And I was holding them on my hand, and that thing's grip is pretty intense. I was a little intimidating on that one. But for our birds and most of the birds out there, they're... I wouldn't say they're intimidating. I mean, an untrained bird, that might go after your face. I mean, that might be a little scary. How do you uh, do you work with owls? Because I've been looking to get my hands on an owl for a while. Uh, what's the owl game like? Because you, know, you do all kinds of birds. It's not just falcons. No, it's all birds of prey. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had um, we've had an eagle owl. That was probably the last one that came 
uh, came by. It was a lady with an eagle owl. She wanted to get fitted with some custom anklets, which anklets are just, you know, bands of leather um, that go around the bird's legs and ankles, and then you strap on to hold it for a safety line. So they wanted to get the right size on those. Um, but, uh, yeah, we see owls every once in a while. Let me ask you this, too. Level with me here, because I feel like this can go one of two ways. Like, I think of falconry, and you think of, like, a badass Game of Thrones sort of guy out there, like, kind of wielding these things. But then you uh-huh. also get, like, a real weird Dungeons & Dragons vibe, like a lonely computer guy. What's the scene when you head to one of these falconry conventions? Um, well, I can tell you it's different, you know, from Oregon. Every year, Oregon has an Oregon falconers meet. Uh, last year, it was over in... I want to say Pendleton, I believe, and Oregon, there was, you know, I want to say about 80, 100 people showed up. Um, it's all, you know, sorts of people, mostly hunters that got interested in it, and then people who wanted to do hunting, but they didn't want to use a gun, or they didn't want to kill something themselves. They wanted to do something, you know, that was natural, that the birds did it themselves, that they would survive in the wild. Um, but when we go over to California every year for their meets, I mean, those meets are crazy over there. There's hundreds thousands of people that come out to these things and it's Fal- pretty exciting over there falcon groupies you go to the california Man. that's where it's at i gotta tell you that it sounds pretty cool i know i kind of want to become a falconer now but i really want to yeah, do yeah i want to uh, i want to come party but it seems like a lot of time 10 years well i mean you could go online and you know you can order some books from us you take your test and you get a bird so you know so you're a quick learner you read and you take your test in a matter of a week you get your bird, and the next week you got a bird, and you're a falconer in two weeks. Wow! <laughs> Done it. It's like being I mean, like being ordained minister online, right? I, <laughs> I can get my falconry license uh, in a matter of weeks. Sign me well, up. I mean, don't 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 quote me on that. I'm just saying, as far <laughs> as you know, a master falconer, you know, it's just the next stages. I guess you could say, as you're saying about the you know black belts and stages and stuff like that. It's just over time, you know, you're already a falconer. It's just those years that acquire over time that puts the title of a master falconer. All right, so Matt, what is your guys' website? It's mikesfalconrysupplies.com. Mikesfalconrysupplies.com. Don't confuse it with Bill's yeah. Falconry Supplies. Right. That that business sucks. He's a chump. You go no, to Mike's. Yep. Mike's. That's right, yeah. And they're but, out uh, in no, a... the, other thing, the, other, the other thing that people don't realize is that, you know, it's, we get customers all over the place that, you know, that have nothing, no interest in falconry, like Saturday Night Live, Universal Studios, right. State Farm, Old Spice. Um, we've had Rob Deerdeck, Ryan Reynolds, um, and the guys up at the Seahawks. Um, he, you know, the guy, Seattle Seahawks with his bird, he gets all the stuff from us. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, wait, so you, so you supplied the SNL bit, the Will Ferrell bit with the falconry gear for that seg, for that, uh, segment that they yep. did? Yep. <laughs> kick oh, ass. hilarious. So was he, yeah, so, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Tell, tell us the story. No, I was just saying that, and then I was saying that the latest one, uh, Kevin Hart was on. He was holding that. Those are our gloves and all that stuff. Okay. Wow. So you guys so, are <laughs> these are Mike's, worldwide. Mike's dialed in when the world of falconry, when it comes to celebrity, celebrity falconer. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, not a, it's a pretty, you know, it's a Nick business, I guess, in the U.S. I would say a lot of, a lot of our big businesses overseas, you know, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain. Yeah, see, um, I've, I've, Saudi Arabia, I've seen that. Yeah, that one guy rented out an entire yeah. plane for his birds. Each falcon yep. or eagle had its own seat. Yeah, where is, like, the mecca of falconry? Um, Dubai, Bahrain. I mean, 
the we just did a few months back custom order for the uh, Prince of Abu Dhabi. So, mm. I mean, they got you know they got the money over there and the oil and all that stuff. So they're sending over to us. Now, do you do we'll you jack up his bill a little yeah, bit? Knowing he's got a few yeah, shekels, you can get that up there. Well, I'm just, well, is this being broadcast worldwide? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he doesn't know. No, he doesn't no I mean, it's, it's not bad. You know, it's <laughs> you know they they don't they don't really fuck about when you send a bill of what their quote yeah, to be. They, yeah, don't, right. they don't care. They just pay it. Right. And, and let's uh, get down to the, uh, you know, the brass tags here. What to, what's a Falcon run you? Like if I'm buying a Falcon, what's Good it going to cost me? Good question. Um, well, um, our birds, Harris Hawks, uh, they're not too expensive. They're about twelve fifty. Um, but if you go to certain Jure Falcons, those will run you anywhere from ten to 30000 a bird. Oh, um, nice. So, okay. What's the What's the difference between a falcon and a hawk? <laughs> um, like Harris hawks. Um, like the birds you see flying around here, like a red tail. I'm assuming you guys know what a red tail is. Yeah, I've golfed there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we use their practice the range. Hawks, they're mostly you know tamed over in the uh, west coast area. Falcons and plus falcons hunt from above. They fly down like a deer falcon hunts from the sky down. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris hawks, red tails, they'll branch themselves in a tree, um, sit down and get prey like that. But in essence, they're all birds of prey. Yeah. And there's not a big, huge difference. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. We really appreciate the uh, hot uh, falconry yes. uh, info. That was great. And go to Mike's, was it Mike's Falconry Supplies? Yeah, Mike's Falconry Supplies. Wait, say that again. I was going to say, you know, we could have just came in the studio with a bird maybe and just uh, oh, have you guys hold one for experience wise. Yes. Anytime. Yes. That'd be fun. Yes, so, I'm, I'm interested in yeah. starting my career as a novice. Yeah, falconry. Can you bring the sex hat? <laughs> Um, we don't have one personally, but I mean, you probably find one on Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> <or something. laughs> Slightly used um, Falcon sex hat? Yeah, but no, yeah, it's, it's Mike Falconry Flies, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Mike Falconry Flies, and right. been around for 30 years. And also, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Nick Woods. He was the one who told me about this yesterday. Thank that I put you, in Nick. contact with all this. Yeah, that um, means Nick listens. Yeah, Nick Woods, he's got an up and coming brand, Racking Feathers. Go follow him on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Ragged feather. All right. Anything else we need to plug before we let you go? Uh, well, I want to say actually, yeah, real quick, because I know my I know my mom, the VP of the company, is listening to Backbone. She wanted to, me to throw something out there. She's the backbone of the company. Yeah, Mike gets all, all the work. love, yeah. and you're doing the radio interviews. Like, what about mom? Yeah, like Sue's in the That's background. Right. She's keeping it running. Yeah, we all know she does everything. Everything there. That's right. All right. Take awesome care. Guys. Thank you. All right. There he goes. That is Matt from Mike's Falconry. I know more about falconry than I ever thought I could know. And uh, as Dieter put it, that we finally had talk time with Matt. Yes, yes, we did. Officially. And uh, Dieter's also insane that if he ever runs a dojo, he's given a falconry license and a falcon with every black belt, (laughs) as well you should. All right, uh, here is Mike with sports. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. I'm gonna kick some butt. I'm gonna drive big truck. I'm gonna roll this road. I'm gonna kick some ass. I'm gonna rise up. I'm gonna kick a little ass. Rock, fly, and eagle.
Club 1080 on the fan is brought to you by Better You Today. Real weight loss, results, education, accountability, and lifestyle. Embark on your weight loss journey now at betteryoutoday.com. Double sun power! Well, this this is the uh, falconry segment post-game show. <laughs> yeah, this is like when they do, like, uh, what, Talking Dead, like after The Walking Dead, but with falcons. Yeah, and I'd like to say that I, I thought that went really well. I, I enjoyed the falconry segment. It sounds like from the feedback we're getting on the Better You Today yeah, text you line, liked it as well. You liked it. I think it's interesting that, like, some guy texted and he said, oh, my God, can you imagine, like, the the prince of Abu Dhabi just saying to his peasants, hey, call Mike's falconry in Oregon. I need some birds. I need some birds, Prato. <laughs> and it's such a, it's such an interesting, I don't know, it's like all, he basically mentioned anything about falconry yeah. that we know, right? Like we know the SNL bit. We know that, you know, they're big in the, in the, you know, in Dubai and like Saudi Arabia and all that. Yeah, seriously, like the one and of they, the crown. And they one handle of the, all of it. Yeah, one of the Saudi princes rented out an entire airplane, like a, a nice 747, and every bird they had a photo of it, and it was so creepy. Every bird had a little box, and he was sitting in his own seat, just staring at you. I just think it's cool that Mike's Falconry, right here in our own backyard, is the supplier to all all that you know of falconry comes from Mike. Yes, and more importantly, in uh, as little as two weeks, I could uh, become a falconer and could have my own bird. Except I don't want a falcon. I want an owl. <clears throat> now, here's a text that says, so you two hosers got me to sit down, crack open a few, and watch Duke, North Carolina for the first college basketball game of the year. And Zion goes out in 20 <laughs> seconds with a blown Nike. Yeah. And by the way, they did uh, Duke released a statement saying that he's he's he, out. He's out. He's being further evaluated, oh, man. but he is not going to return to the game. So that sucks. All because his shoe, <laughs> his shoe blew out. Well, it looked like he kind of slipped. But yeah, once his once his his foot slid. Yeah, the shoe just the blew shoe up. popped and it looks like he hurt his knee. That sucks, man, because he is a treat to watch. Yes. And this, you know, this was a, you know, a 20, big game. Yeah, biggest game of the year. Twenty five hundred to get in the door. I'm guessing someone at Nike is being fired right now. <laughs> not a good look. No, no, it's not. Not for that game. A big gonna, game like that. They're going over to some factory in Indonesia right now. are going to yell at someone for improperly putting together Zion's shoe. Well, we're out of time. Um, I want to talk about Jesse Smollett. Uh, he's the actor from Empire. Yeah, I think he. I saw that he's officially been charged. Yeah, they charged him with uh, faking his own assault, which is fascinating. And we will get to that story tomorrow. But up next, it's your brother John wrapping it up. Maybe he's got hot falcon takes. On the fan. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. This is Mailing It In with Big John Sakanic on 1080 The Fan. Big Bad John. <clears throat> Couple of texts, 55305. We should all chip in Nobody and get a primetime bird. <laughs> yeah, except we did that with the, the primetime fern and... I don't think that went very well. well. It had a drug problem. Yeah. But it lived for a couple of years. Got strung out. <clears throat> strung out on fertilizer. Uh, here is, uh, I hope, women who um, are out in Gresham. They say, my roommate and I want to go on a double date with you two in Gresham, and we'll have falcons F our heads. <laughs> that, 
is an interesting date night. Hey, baby, what do you want to do tonight? Let's uh, go put a helmet on and let a bird hump us. <laughs> How are you? I'm better now that I just heard that. Yeah. John went axe throwing a while back, and if, I mean, it, I don't know about you, but if you can go axe, throw, axe throwing, why can't you go and let a bird hump your head? Oddly enough, it was in Gresham that I threw axes, so I think anything goes once you cross into city limits. Well, imagine that being like the ultimate experience is you go for axe throwing, you stay for falcon humping. I wonder if you, I wonder how much a falcon humping your head would affect your, affect your axe throwing. Yeah, I'm guessing you'd have to kind of go like off to the side a little bit and no sudden movements because... I feel like you don't want to piss off a giant bird of prey when it's uh, getting it on. Is it safe to say right now that you two know more about falconry than any other radio personalities in the entire Northwest? Yes. I would like to think that, but what if there's like someone that does like overnights, like on the buzz or whatever, and he's like a master falconer. Maybe he's like, you know, <laughs> second in command. If something happens to, uh, to Mike, you know, who knows? Right. That's possible. However, unlikely. I'm I'm going to proclaim. In fact, I w- I might ask Rob to declare. Uh, Rob, could you declare that you two are master falconry? Oh, I would never. No, do, no. no. I, I, that's a that's an insult to Mike. <laughs> yes. I mean, Mike. He said it's like 15 years it took him yes. to be a master falconer. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So we're, I, we're, I would never. Yeah, I'm like a yellow belt in falconry at best now with my vast knowledge. And here's the other thing that I'm asking both of you. Now, if you are a master falconer, right, like you've got a kick-ass bird that will fly out and do cool stuff for you, land on your arm, is that ever a good or a bad thing if you pull that out on a date? Like you're on a first date and you, like, drop a, hey, by the way, happen to be a master falconer. Is that a good thing or does that send someone running for the hills? Mm. A, let me, can I field this question first? Yeah. I, I don't I don't think you bring it out on the first date. I think on the first date that's a no no. But I I do think it's a plus, a feather in your cap, if you will. But I think you have to arrange it like like date three and you have the falcon like fly in and bring her a rose. <laughs> right. And then she thinks it's a bit and she's like, Oh, that's you know? cute. Where did you rent that? You're like, and then no. you're like, No, no, no. no. It's my, lives yeah. in my garage. It's my bird. <laughs> no, no, this is Dave, and if Dave likes you, I feel pretty strong about where this is going. Yeah, I think that is one of those things. You have to get your hooks in her first yeah. before yeah. revealing that. It's well, like having a kid. Well, <laughs> and think about this. We've all... Uh... Do, you, do you have any pets? Do you have any pets, Jason? Well, I have a falcon and a giant bird of prey (laughs) well we've all look we can all relate to this right we've all been doing our business before and then you happen to glance out of the corner of your eye and your dog's just staring at you right it's like (laughs) you make weird eye contact you're like god damn it like that's that's awkward for everyone or the dog tries to like get up and maybe sniff something that he shouldn't i'm asking this is there anything more intimidating than if you're like in the middle of you know doing some falcon animal stuff and uh, you look over and there's just a bird staring at you. Like with that, you know, the birds just have like that dead, cold eye, I'm going to kill you stare. You're having some time with your lady and Mordecai is just sitting on the end of your bed, just giving you the stink eye. Like, that's my head. <laughs> like he's used to getting it on with you in the helmet and he's just staring at you. I think that's very intimidating. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Wow, you've stumped him. Well, think about it, right? The bird's used to, you know, 
having some alone time with you. Next thing you know, you're trying to make sexy time with your woman. You and the bird's me? like, no, no, no. This is going to be a three-way sort of thing. Yes. Get the helmet has, on. Has there ever been a relationship ruined by a falcon? Is that where, is that where you're leading? Yeah. Like, hey, this is, going, this is going really well, but my falcon doesn't like you, so I'm going to have to let you go. I got to believe it's happened before because if you're a master falconer, you've spent a lot of time. You can't just kick that falcon to the curb. It's probably tough on a relationship. Falcons yeah. are cool. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that is the I bottom think, line, damn it. I think I think we can officially put line, a bow yeah. on this and say the Falcons are cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a yep. that's a no brainer. Official. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well hey. what are you doing tonight? Just hanging out here in beautiful Washougal. As you know, uh, nice. I have nothing but boxes and boxes to unpack. It's a never-ending supply of boxes. So, oh, it's, it's never-ending. I went over to John's house. Uh, it was his uh, wiener kid's birthday, and I brought over a cupcake. So it was my yeah, first. How old? Big Soup finally showed up out here. Yeah. It's way the hell out there. It's inconvenient. I'll never go back. But I'll tell you, A, it's a nice house. Uh, but the width of John's crap that he owns, like, down he's got like a man basement now it's no longer like a a cave it's a full-on basement and the amount of stuff that he has accumulated as far as like pop culture (laughs) and sports memorabilia it's amazing how much crap he has you have it all set up and some of it's really expensive crap (laughs) no i do not have it all set up that's part of the unboxing the house is relatively in shape there's a few there's a few rooms here and there with stuff but my area and you guys can attest to this I have to I have to set up everything else before I can work on my area. Otherwise, I'm being selfish. Oh yeah, yeah of yeah. course, without a doubt. Yeah. Like if I just if I was down here for hours just setting up stuff, my wife would be like, "Why aren't you helping in the kitchen? Or why is the garage a mess? Or the boys' rooms need some attention?" So I kind of have to do this last, which is why it's taking so long. But it's also the room I care about most, which is why it's taking so long. Well, there are worse problems to have. Yeah, like having a falcon not like your old lady. That's true. A jealous falcon. What if it's the female not like? What if it is there? We didn't ask. Is there female falconers? Yeah, there there are. There chicks. I saw a thing on HBO on one once. Really? Yeah. Is that a falcon (laughs) ass? Yeah, probably. Let's go with that. All right, well, you have a good night out there in the shoes. By the way, I looked up falconry, and when you do a a Google image for falconry, the second picture that pops up is kind of a hot chick holding a falcon. Yeah. Well, we learned a little something tonight. Yes, we did. I feel like we've all grown today as, uh, well, just let's say as human beings and human-falcon relations. All right, coming up next, it's Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're back tomorrow, 3 to 5.30. Short broadcast tomorrow due to Ducks basketball, but we'll bring it nonetheless. I think it's our last one as far as the short shows for Oregon basketball. And Jason Quick will be on as well from The Athletic to uh, preview the last portion of the Blazer season. So uh, a lot going on tomorrow. Be with us, won't you? Here on The Fan. Good night. Red ships of Spain. Red ships of Spain. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.